0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we talk about building wealth with some amazing people, where we're being inspired, where they're telling us exactly how they built wealth, took time to build wealth. Again, today is no other than an amazing young man that I've watched over the years, past few years, Bill, tremendous wealth, but he's worked hard as crazy, hard as, you know, I almost said something, but he's worked really hard. So I want to go ahead and introduce, what's up, Chris? What's going on, man doing all right, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on, man. I appreciate you. Can having. you tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, my name is Chris Mills. I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I do real estate wholesaling. I also specialize in what's called short sales. I don't know if a lot of people heard of it. And also, I'm a realtor in the state of Florida.
0: Man, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So, you know, this is my topic. But I'm learning from you. I watch you. I'm learning. And I know a lot of other people are going to be learning from you. So as they watch this episode, man, we're going to have to start from the beginning, though, because you didn't just (laughs) jump out. Now, you've been around a while. I know a lot of people just learning about you, but you've been working for a minute. You've been grinding for a minute. So how did you get to where you are now?
1: I'm start the beginning. I want the beginning. <laughs> I want out of
0: high school. I want high school. Like what? I used to out of high school? No, I mean, I want it all.
1: Okay, bet man. Well, like I said, I'm from Tampa, Florida, and uh, baseball was my first love. From the Correct. time I was five and six years old, we played baseball year round. All my little brothers and everything, um, all the way through high school. But um, in 2000, and, I think it was 2005. It, my mom? She traveled on the road. You know, um, she went on the road with my stepdad. When I was like six years old, and I didn't wanna choose who I was who I was gonna be with, my dad or my mom. They both went their separate ways. So I said, look, I'm gonna stay with grandma. I'm gonna keep it neutral. So I stayed with grandma. <laughs> you heard
0: both people feelings.
1: Yeah, well not really, I kinda savored their feelings if you think about it. I, gotcha. I didn't pick and say, look, dad, I ain't rocking with you, I'm picking mom or you know, vice versa. I say, look, I'm gonna stay neutral, I'm staying with grandma. When I want to visit mom, I can visit mom. When I want to visit dad, I can visit dad. But, um, yeah, man, my grandma, she 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 carried the torch, man. Her, her and my grandpops, uh, we stayed in a neighborhood in Tampa called um, it's called Cross Fletcher. They call it Suitcase City. I never really understood why they call it. I was going to ask you, why do they call I don't, it Suitcase City? I never city? understood why they call it Suitcase City. But I know once I stepped out of my complex, like, man, it's just drugs, you know, fights, mm-hmm. and just, you know, a lot of. A lot, lot of bad things are going around there. You know the common story that everybody did
0: you, got. Did did now. your um when I know you you and your siblings, how many siblings do you have?
1: Uh my dad has two and my mom has one. So I got two brothers, three I got like three three siblings. Did did were you the only one that went to grandma's house? I was the only one that went okay. to grandma's house. My dad had got with um got with my stepmom, had my brother Corey. She already had a had a son. His okay. name was Malik. Um he took them in. My dad, he take care people, kid. You know, he take care. Of people, you know, he take care. Good, he, good he dude. The house. Yeah, he good dude. <laughs> he handled the household. Okay. And then my mom, she remarried. My dad didn't remarry. He just had a girlfriend. But my mom, she actually remarried, and she had my brother Safari. So, okay. you know, I got those.
0: Um, so you had grandma's house?
1: Yeah, I'm at grandma's house. She didn't really let me go outside of the complex because she knew what was outside. Yeah. So I just focused on baseball. So all the way through high school, um, all the way through you know, my middle school, elementary, middle school, I focus on baseball. Now, my mom, she decided that she was going to get off the road um, in 2005. Mm-hmm. So going into ninth grade, I wanted to live with her because I never really remembered living with my mom. So I'm like, Mom, I want to live with you, you know, and settle down. So they settled down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And, um, you know, I just kind of started over. And I'm like, you know, let me go out here and... Kind of reinvent myself because I was known as Chris Mills in Tampa. I changed my name to CJ. When I went to Charlotte, <laughs> I was CJ. You know, so I played baseball up there and I stayed there. Ninth, 10th, 11th grade, 2008 happened. And um, they had a house that now I know they was lease optioning it. You know, I didn't really know, you know, too much about it then. But now I know they was lease optioning it and um, they couldn't afford the payments no more. The seller basically was, you know, going under foreclosure. So they had to go back on the road. And I had to make a decision to if I was going to move back to Tampa with Grandma or if I was going to stay in Charlotte. Um, I had a friend in the neighborhood. We played on the same football team. His mom was real cool. I used to stay at their house all the time. Um, she actually let me stay with her my 11th grade year to finish out the season mm-hmm. with baseball. And then 12th grade, I was so homesick. I didn't have no family in Charlotte. So I was so homesick. I said, you know, I'm going to come back home 12th grade. and I came back home 12th grade, got a job at the mall. At 17 years old. My dad told me too, Ramon. He said, he say, look, don't get that job, boy. He say, stay playing that baseball. He say, when you get that job, you, you're not gonna be able to leave that job. That job gonna have a hold on you. You know what I mean? So from that time, 17, I was working at the mall, selling shoes, Jordans, everything like that. And um, I was at that job for six years, bro. Wow. I was at that job six years, and I I So he was mad. right when you look back. And it's crazy because as it was happening, I didn't notice it, you know, because I, you know, getting money in high school, have a job. A lot of kids ain't had jobs in Mm -hmm. high school. They was playing sports or just going home after school, doing their homework or whatever, just hanging out. I would come to school with some fresh shoes, fresh kicks. I thought it was cool (laughs) I had a job. I felt like the man. But after high school was over and I still had the job, six years, I was still staying with my grandma all the way to 24 years old. Mm. I'm like, bro, this ain't me. Like, I'm smarter than this. I'm better than this. And like. I know that I got more to offer to the world than just being an assistant manager at Jimmy jazz. You get what I'm saying? So my mom showed me this, my mom showed me this, uh, YouTube interview, this guy named, uh, Phil. And, um, I was working at, I was working at Jimmy jazz and I started watching the videos and he was talking about wholesaling real estate. And he was talking about how you can lock up a property under contract, and you don't need no cash. So mom introduced you to, to this video. She, Yeah, my mom introduced me to the first okay. video. Yeah. And um, they was talking about wholesaling and how you can assign contracts and make five, ten thousand dollars 10000 And you don't have to have a real estate license. You don't need money. You don't need experience. Mm-hmm. You don't need cash. So I'm just like, that's me. I ain't got no cash. I ain't <laughs> got no license. Like, I might could do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just went on the women was trying stuff. It really wasn't working. I said, man, Tampa trash. I said, man, I need to get out of here. You know, mm-hmm. I got, I'm, I'm thankful because I got my friends. we going to the club every night. You know, I'm hanging out after work, you know, smoking, doing all this stuff, and hanging out and hanging with the wrong cats. And I'm like, bro, I got to get out of this environment. Mm-hmm. So I got an auntie that live in uh, in Atlanta in College Park. She worked for the CDC. Okay, She's been working for them like 30 years. I said, auntie, you know, can I get a reset, you know, a recharge? Let me come out there with what you. What year was this? This was 2014. Okay, so it's. This- about nine years ago now oh really
0: 2023 <laughs> the time rolling
1: man that's crazy yeah dang yeah 2014 bro yeah. so 2014 i came out here and um i was working at jimmy jazz they let me do a transfer okay you know so i was able to keep my Which job you were working at the one in um cumberland mall okay mm-hmm. so um, i was working over there the dm she was a black lady she liked me she thought i was cool Thought I could bring something to the table. So I was working out there and man, I had a nervous breakdown at work one day. You know, I was in the back stocking the shoes and everything and I used to call my mom on break like every day and um, it was just getting to me, bro. It was getting to me. So when you say you had a nervous breakdown, what happened? Like I just felt like I was too smart and too good to keep working at these stores, you know? And then the more I watched the real estate videos, the more it like pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Like man, I need to be doing this. Why keep going to the um uh, to the mall and working nine to nine, nine to ten, not nine to ten. Like I'm talking nine to ten, the other ten. Yeah, you twelve hours. Twelve hours. Hour, yeah, you know. So I'm just shh, I'm breaking down that work, and I just went crazy, bro. I, one day I came into work, and I just it just was boiling, boiling, boiling. And the DM was visiting the store that day. C- crazy. Why was a lot of pressure on you? District manager was visiting the store that day. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Man, I went and I knocked all the shoes off the racks. <laughs> all in it, I tore up the whole back stock room just going crazy. Oh, wow. Came out there. I took my lanyard off. I told that lady, man, I got to go. I can't be here no more. You know, she like, you sure? You're making the biggest mistake of your life, young man. I promise you. She said, you can't. I look the other way. You know, if you change your mind. Come talk to me. Right, but, you know, you got to come to me right now. I said, man, I quit this. I'm out. You know, so I left. Went back to my auntie house. She didn't know I quit. So I'm just acting like I'm going to work every day. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm acting like I'm going to work every day, and I signed up for a real estate class out here to try to get my license. Mm -hmm. Little did I know, I know nothing about Atlanta. I know nothing about Atlanta. How
0: long were you here before (laughs) you decided to quit the job? I was only here three months. Three months,
1: okay. I was only here three. It didn't last long at all. I was here three months, and... um. I was going I was going to to work and then I was going to the real estate school okay. um in Sandy Springs, uh Atlanta border or uh, realtors mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm going to class and they talking about different areas of Atlanta and everybody in the class know what the teacher talking about except me. So I got real, you know, I got low again. So I'm like, man, there's no way I can pass this real estate test. I know nothing about Atlanta. Even if I do pass the real estate test, how am I gonna Build your business. Yeah, when I don't know the area, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna go back home. I said I'm gonna go back home and go back to grandma's house. So I didn't tell my auntie. I just got up in the middle of the night, drove back home, showed up at my grandma's house at 4 a.m. in the morning, knocked on the door. I said, I'm back. (laughs) Grandma let you back in. She said, Come on, baby, go upstairs and lay down. I went upstairs, laid down, man. Got back to work, and um. I was, I was looking on the internet, and I found this guy. Um, it's okay to name drop on you? Hey, man. <laughs> this is real. This is yeah. truth. All right. So I found this guy's name was Jay Morrison. Okay. Right? In 2014. And he had this um, academy called mm-hmm. JMA Academy. And I saw a video. This is when World Star Hip Hop was like, first thing I got on in the morning was World Star Hip Hop. Yeah. It was like, you know, urban news. So I got on World Star Hip Hop. I saw a video with him and Young Jeezy. Now, you know, young Jeezy, my mans. <laughs> Love me some Jeezy coming up, you know. We yeah, you're a bad boy 2000, 2000 boys, yeah. you know. So, um, I saw Jeezy on there hyping up Jay. And so, boom, I joined Jay Academy. It was mm-hmm. only like $90 a month, you know. And he was talking about wholesaling. Now, at that time, I only seen, you know, I haven't seen nobody my color really in real estate talking about Correct. wholesaling. So, when I saw him and I joined the Academy, it made it like it feel a little more real to me cuz like okay y'all doing real estate but y'all is y'all you get what I'm saying Correct. i'm me i see another brother who looked like me doing it i say okay you got inspired a little bit i got more inspired say so maybe i can do this so i was working with um in the JMA academy i didn't close a deal um i was trying to do it on my own and everything you know mm-hmm. this this virtual stuff is kind of tough for me yeah. you know i didn't really learn like that But Jay was talking good stuff. He was talking about how you move into a duplex, you live in one side, you rent out the other side, you know, and then when you wanna go to your single family, you rent your unit out. Now you got your two rentals, got your single family, you wanna move. He was talking good stuff, you know, FHA loans, he was giving the plays. So I started looking locally for a real estate guru in Tampa. In Tampa. Y'all got one of the biggest ones. We got a couple of the biggest ones. Yeah. Right. We got a couple of good guys. We got a guy named Kenny Reshin. Yeah, we got Kenny. um Lee Kearney. Mm-hmm. Guy named um, Eddie Sorales. Okay. So Seralis was the one that I found. So I found Seralis. Soralis wasn't really he didn't really know about charging for mentorship. He was just in real estate 30 years. He had over a hundred doors. And he had his real estate brokerage, mortgage brokerage, and a um construction company all in one building. Okay. So he had basically called it the one stop shop. Yeah, access to hard money. So he was talking the same stuff. Jay was talking. I went to a free seminar, and um, man, I went to that seminar, bro, and that that was it. That was I said, man, it's a man in my city talking the same stuff I've been learning for. Cause now this time it's 2015. It's mm-hmm. been a year since I've been and with Jay. Yeah, with and Jay with Canada. Jay. In okay. that I've been looking at YouTube and learning about all these different cats. You know, so. I was like, let me get in with this Serralis dude. He's in Tampa. So I went to started going to his office, like outside of his seminars, because he had an open-door policy. He said, yo, you come in. Is he still around? Yeah. Okay. He said, I don't charge you for um, for knowledge, but what I do charge you is to bring me clients and customers. He said, if I show you how to set up an appointment and bring a client and bring a customer, then you can learn real estate. Mm -hmm. He was like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off.
0: Like, you're going to paint my fence. You're going to wash
1: my cars. You're going to do this. You're going to answer the phones. You you know, so I was like, okay, whatever. I'm in real estate as long as I'm in real estate. So I used to go to his office every day, man, and I'm like, man, I got this multimillionaire guy, you know, I can learn this real estate game from. I got there. I'm not the only person going in there. You know, a lot of students going in there, but they wouldn't do the Danielson. Yeah, they wouldn't wax on, wax off. They don't want to do that. They wanna just get to the money. Mm-hmm. They wanna flip a house, fix a house, they wanna do what they see on TV. You know, so I know this show called Delayed Gratification. So I think like that's what was going on at that time to in you. my life for me mm-hmm. was I just wanted to be in the environment. So I told my um, I told my grandma, I said, look, and we got this um real estate guy, his name Eddie Sorales, you know, he teaching me this real estate game, you know. Let me show you something. She said, boy, go ahead with that stuff. <laughs> like, boy, go ahead with that stuff. So my grandpa went on a trip, right? And um, he's, he was supposed to come back the next day. He went to Eufaula, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't come back, bro. He passed away at, at the family house in uh, in, in Eufaula. Sorry, yeah, that. it was kind of like sudden, right? And so I didn't know that he refinanced the house in 2008, like right before the market crash. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was paying the bills, paying the bills. My grandma, she never seen a bill in her life. he take it upstairs, stamp them. So I start checking the mailbox after my grandpa passed away. I started seeing some pre-foreclosure notices, mm-hmm. you know. And this guy, Serralis, he was a short sale expert. He was a, um, he was just, man, he was the man when it came to short sales. He knew how to beat up the bank. The What's negotiate. the short sale? A short sale is basically when somebody has a mortgage mm-hmm. and um a lot of people fell victim to being what's called upside down or or, or what's called underwater. We call it underwater. Okay. You know, and that's when the you owe more on the house than the house is actually worth. And so during like the 09, 10, 11, 12, a lot of these short sales started started happening. There was no such thing as short sale before 10, 11, 12. There was went a lot of them. yeah yeah it really yeah. wasn't heard of like that so when every other house or let's say every third house was upside down correct you know the only cure or or you know thing that you could do was a short sale to 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 help that homeowner because everybody was getting foreclosed on you know so my mentor he's crazy bro he was offering the band. you know 06 was crazy oh five oh six yeah. the market. Yeah, cause it's buying like crazy. Everybody buying like crazy. They are doing those no, no doc loans mm-hmm. and everything like that. So adjustable rates, right? Adjustable rates. Yeah. So you know, my mentor, he had the mortgage company, so he was doing those loans. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? He's doing the bad loans. So then, when everything crashed and everything happened, it happened to him too, cause it was his properties, mm-hmm. right? Not just his clients. So he calling the bank on his on his properties, asking them if they'll take. Pennies on the dollar. He don't know it's called a short sale. He just asking if they'll take ten grand, twenty grand. So like
0: some, some you owe a hundred thousand. You offer them, say, hey, I'm prepared. I can buy it from you for twenty
1: five thousand. Exactly. But he wasn't doing twenty five thousand. He was going as low as possible. He was because it was free to him to ask. To ax. Correct. He's like, I could ask you for f- if you will take five thousand. Mm-hmm. They won't take five, but then they will send him an approval for ten. Or they're sending him an approval for fifteen. Approval for twenty. He was getting properties under thirty thousand like nothing. In Tampa. In Tampa. You get No those? more of that right there. Nah, never. Right. <laughs> this is a, this 12, 13. So I came in at uh fifteen 16 mm-hmm. So he was still he was still doing it. So when my grandpa passed away and I noticed that we was in pre foreclosure, I said, Man, this divine intervention, is coming full circle. I said, God put me in here because I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was in trouble. You know, we living in the house. We just went upside down, and now we 10 months behind on the mortgage payment. You know, so I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I started seeing the notices. So I told my grandma, I say, yo, we 10 months behind on the mortgage payment? She like, yeah, that ain't none of your business. Da, da this, this, and that. It's the old school. I'm like, grandma, like, I've been going to these classes. I've been learning from this dude the past three months. 90 days and he do what's called a short sale. Mm-hmm. Like he could he could help us. Nah man, man can't help us. Da da whoop whoop whoop. So grandma started getting sick. You know, it ain't too long after the husband passed yeah. that, you know. So she she went into hospice and my uncle and my dad is they only kids. My dad, he more of a handyman. Mm-hmm. My uncle, he's more like, you know, the, the leader of the family yeah. type. So I came to my uncle and I told my uncle, I say, look, man. I say I've been learning this real estate stuff. We owe a hundred thousand on this house. Our house only worth like fifty thousand. We in the hood. Our house only worth like fifty to seventy thousand, maybe seventy, right? But we thirty grand upside down. I said, put the house in my name. You know, quick claim the house in, in, into my name mm-hmm. and let me take care of it. He said, you sure? You can't get no foreclosure on your name. You finna put your name on a house that's in pre-foreclosure. That he was trying to look out for you. He like, that don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you, you know, you 25, <laughs> 24 years old. Why would you do that to your credit? I say, I got this. Don't worry about it. I have faith. You know what I mean? So he quick claimed it. He had power of attorney. He quick claimed it in my name, not a house in my name. I go to my mentor and I say, man, what we do now? I say, what we do now? Got you a deal. I said, I got a deal. I say we owe 100. It's worth 70. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, perfect. He said, write up this. He showed me how to do a short sale packet. Mm-hmm. He showed me how to make the offer. He showed me how to talk to the bank. He showed me how to um, do a construction report. He showed me basically the step-by-step process to how he was getting properties for pennies on the dollar in a market that was actually starting to grow. You know, 2016, things were actually like going back. up. Yeah, Yeah. it was turning around. So for a short sale to work at that time is actually like it's like it's amazing, bro. You know, we create an equity that's unheard of. You know, so I was like, well, what are we going to do with mine? He said, offer the bank 30,000. I said, I don't think you heard me. (laughs) We owe the bank $100,000. We 10 months behind. They're not going to accept 30,000. He said, you the expert or am I the expert? I said, okay, thirty years. You the expert. Let's see what happened. <laughs> what you calling? Okay, expert. <laughs> you know what I mean, man, thirty years. You know, so um, we man. Make a long story short, we put in the offer. The bank didn't accept thirty, but they came back and sent an approval for forty thousand dollars. Mm. He loaned me the money. Um, we was able to save the house. He loaned me the hard money. Um, my payment was like four hundred dollars a month. My neighbor, she paid rent to her landlord, like. 900 to a thousand dollars a month so i was thinking maybe i can move out of this house when my grandma passed away and go and stay in the building with my mentor if i ask him so i asked him he said man of course he said matter of fact you can stay in an apartment for free he said but when you come down here and work i'm not gonna pay you because if i pay you i'm crippling you and i said man i'm gonna work for no pay he said, man, you got a free apartment.
0: <laughs> <That's funny.
1: laughs> He's like, I'm going to show you how to make money out, out here in, in, in the streets, the legal way. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically, man, that's that's how I started is I found this mentor. I was going through a situation myself yes. to where I really had to trust him with my family home. And I called the bus out there. Elementary school. This my family home. You still got it? No, we had to We had to sell it. When I got the short sale and I got it for forty, somebody came and offered me like seventy five, eighty thousand for it, and I really let it go. Oh, you you got a difference though. Yeah, I got a difference. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so your first deal, you did pretty good. My first deal, I did pretty good, man. On my on my family home. Yeah. 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 So now you're doing short sales.
0: You in the street with what's his name, Eddie? Eddie Cerralis. Yeah. He's still your mentor.
1: I still holler at him.
0: Still talk to him, mm-hmm. still take him a bag of chips or something. I still go and holler at him. I yep. figured that. Yep. I figured that. I love that man. Yeah. So what happens now? You learn you're you're starting to work with him every day. Did you go get an apartment for free and work
1: for free? Yeah. So I stayed in that apartment for four years, right? He said he said, Chris, man, a lot of people give um give Georgia Tech, Georgia Southern, USF, University of Miami, they give them four years. You know, and then they come out and they they groan, you yes. know, you and you? On. He said, Give me four years, man. He said, give me four years with you. Of no pay? Of no pay. Of no, like, salary.
0: But you make money when you do a deal. Exactly. Okay, okay. All right, okay, I'm good now. He
1: just wouldn't pay me, like, as an hourly employee. I'm feeling. He said that that would cripple me. But that's all I knew. Like, look, I come, I show up for work, man, you got to pay me. You're like, nah, it don't work like that. So he used to just give me, like, $200 a week just to pay my bills. You know, my little car note, cell phone yeah. bill, whatever. But other than that, bro, unless I closed the deal, I wasn't getting paid. But he had a nice little system. He said, if you find it, I'll help you close it. We split the profit 50-50. Fair. So I said, man, that's fair. So I needed to learn quickly how to go out here <laughs> and produce <laughs> money from the streets. Now, I noticed a lot of students that came through the doors like me. Like I mm-hmm. said, I'm not the only one in here. They would leave. You know, they would leave because they didn't believe in not getting paid for the work that that that, that, that they was putting in, you know. so It's I, hard, it, though, now. It is, bro. It was a big sacrifice. Yeah. It was a big sacrifice, especially not knowing, you know. But once I did my first deal and I did the second deal and the third one, like, I was like, oh, I got this. And you believed I in I him. I said, I don't need you to pay me, bro. You know, I take the little 200 a week, but, you know, now I'm closing deals mm-hmm. for real you know now I'm closing deals for real so I stayed with him for 4 years closing deals with him man I made my first 50,000 with this man you know I was really on one deal no nah, not on one oh, deal you said, okay, okay like, okay, like in you. a month I made 50,000 doing 5 5,000 here 10,000 deal here 10,000 you know just yeah. keeping the pipeline full that's what I was taught I mm-hmm. was taught man if you keep your pipeline full then you will always be closing a b c always be closing you know so I was taught to keep the pipeline full now, what happened in 2018, I was doing real good. Um, I was coming up. I was coming up with him. I was doing real good. And um, I stopped knocking on doors. Oh, you got comfortable. I had a nice pipeline. Like six, seven deals. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm good. So I stopped knocking on doors. Yeah, I got comfortable. Mm-hmm. Got comfortable, bro. Stop knocking on doors. I stopped cold calling. Stopped passing out. Been, like everything that got me. What I what I, you know where I was I stopped doing it mm-hmm. you know in um 2018 right in the beginning of it yo I looked at my account and I was negative wow negative on every I had just bought a new charger I thought I was a man I bought that <laughs> orange charger I bought a brand new orange charger and um yeah my payment was five thirty three a month and I couldn't afford it no more I had to ask my mom and and my lady at the time to start covering my car notes until I could get back on my feet gotcha.
0: So, that was twenty eighteen.
1: That was twenty eighteen. What did you do to get back on your feet? I had to get back to the ground, bro. I had to get back to the ground. I'm driving. Um, I'm driving home from a seminar, and I just start crying in the car. I'm like, Lord, how did I get? How did you get me this far? And I done did this dumb stuff. You know, I was, yeah. bro. I was wilding. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be honest. We could be honest on here, right? That's what this is, man man. Up, bro. I was going to the strip club. I was buying ounces of of of, of that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm smoking all day playing the game. Yeah. You know, this went uh 2K. Uh, you
0: real comfortable.
1: I'm chilling. I'm playing the game. I know I got a couple deals closing or maybe not. Some a lot of them fall fell off. Like yeah. we had 6 in the pipeline. 4 of them didn't close. 2 mm-hmm. of them did. So I was just living off of that little 11 grand. And then that 11 grand ran out real quick when you going to the strip club every day. You buying ounces and you Easy just you them. oh Eating good, man. I'm taking women out, eating. whoop, whoop, Yeah. You know, and I look up and I'm in. I'm in this car. I'm in my charger, bro. Just crying, crying, crying. And I'm like, God, like if you could just get me back on my feet, so I, you, I won't do it. You don't have
0: a fifty thousand dollar month <coughs> to being broke real quick. Negative. All my counts. Negative. Red. Yeah. Negative. So now you went back to doing what got you there. I what went, is that?
1: Knocking on doors, bro, was my bread and butter. I wasn't, I wasn't that good on the phone starting out. I used to get off on my charm, you know. Uh, you know, I feel like if I got face to face with a customer, I felt like she or he wouldn't wouldn't deny me, you know. So I was real good on the doors. That's what got me those deals. I knock on doors. Mm-hmm. I set the appointment. They'll come into the office, and me and my mentor close them on, on, on the conference table, you know. And that's how I that's how I got my deals. So I went back outside. And man, I printed out a list for like two or three zip codes. I had like thirty doors to knock on, and I was doing like ten doors a day, knocking on, boom, 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 setting appointment, setting appointment, getting it back. And um, I had this deal. This lady had a three bed, two bath house that she wanted to sell in the area called Claremels, right outside of Tampa. Okay. And um, she gave me a great deal. She let me get it for seventy one thousand. I knew I had a buyer for ninety five. Boom! I was right back. Were you still splitting it with your mentor? That deal, I actually found that deal on my own. You know, I was a little getting a little small I didn't even tell I didn't tell him about that deal. Yeah. I didn't tell him about that deal. I did it on my own, use my own name, and no, I didn't split that one with him. How did you so you bought it at seventy one, you sold it at ninety five. So
0: where did you get the seventy one thousand? Where'd I get the seventy one thousand? To buy it, yeah. Oh,
1: with wholesaling, you don't need money, bro. Right? So if someone agrees to sell you the property for 71000 and I know the property's worth 100000 yeah. I don't need money. We got a saying that says, boys chase girls, money chases deals. Just as bad as a boy chase a girl, which is the reason why we're all here. Anyway, it's, right? Money chases deals just as bad. If you got a deal, money will find you. Mm. Money will find you if you got a deal. So I understood that concept very early.
0: So it's <laughs> real what they say about wholesaling.
1: Yeah, it's one thousand percent real.
0: Seventy-one thousand. You didn't need seventy-one thousand.
1: No, all I need is a contract and an escrow deposit.
0: Let's talk about wholesaling. So we see it all over the place. You see it. You don't need no money. You don't need no education. You don't need. You all you need is to be able to find a deal or the buyer and or the buyer, right? Break wholesaling down for me. I'm, I'm man. I'm watching this and I'm like, man. I'm. I don't have no money. I don't have, but I I got a deal. What does that look like?
1: Wholesaling is the easiest, quickest, and I say um, safest way to get into real estate, right? Because I don't, like I said, I don't need the cash if if I got a contract. Because you got 30 days to close or whatever you put on the, I could put 60 days on the contract to close, right? As long as I find the money before the 60 days, then I have a deal. You know, so whole seven is basically me finding a distressed property or a distressed homeowner, right? Either either or could be distressed, okay. the property or the homeowner. Me negotiating a deal that works out for both parties, I contract that deal. Now I have what's called equitable, marketable title. And on my agreement, it says that I have the right to market the, the, um, the property. So I go and start. So hold on, hold uh, on.
0: So. You sign an agreement, now you can sell somebody
1: else's property? Now I can sell somebody okay. else's property. Yeah, correct. So I have the exclusive right to buy this property. They can't go around me. They can't go sell it to somebody else. They are obligated to sell that property to me.
0: What if they do? I'm gonna come I want you to answer that later. Though. What if they sell it to somebody else? But but let me let's keep going down this road cuz I want to <laughs> I want to understand Wholesaling, and I want those that are watching and listening to this to really understand that this is real and you are a living example of building. You've built wealth with this yeah. model, right? Mm-hmm. So you put it on a contract. Now you can market it. You can sell it. You can do whatever you want to do Correct. because you have this contract.
1: Correct. Okay. Right. So now there's a couple of different ways that you can market the property. One, you can do what's called, um, you can build a buyer's list. Mm -hmm. So we used to do what's called ghost ads. And we'll we'll put out a, we'll we'll put out an ad that says three bed, two bath, Mm -hmm. concrete block house, two car garage and desirable area for only $100,000. Call now if you're interested. Right? So we would get calls and emails mm. from, from buyers and we'll just add them to our buyers list. We'll say, oh, we, that property's not available but if we have another property in the future would you be interested in buying? So we built a nice buyers list and I keep them in a database in my Excel. So anytime I lock up a deal, I will blast it to my buyer database mm-hmm. and if they made a um, competitive offer then I would go with that buyer, assign that deal to them and they will have to pay me an assignment fee. What do you mean by assigning it? Okay, so you got two contracts when you're dealing with wholesaling. You have a purchase and sales agreement. That's mm-hmm. what you use to lock up your seller. We call that the A to, the A to B transaction, okay. right? And then you have what's called an assignment agreement. That's what you use to assign your your rights in the contract to your end buyer. So, every obligation that's on that A to B contract, mm-hmm. I assign it to the buyer and I release myself from liability. Of that of that contract, and now the buyer has to close on that property with the assignment contract, and I get what's called an assignment fee. What if they don't close? If they don't close, mm-hmm. um, see, I have I have a little I have a little game, right? So the buyer has to has to inspect the property within three days, right? So they have three days to tell me if they're gonna move forward with the with with the deal or not, right? So if they, don't, if they don't move forward in three days, I take them off a of contract, I go and market the property back again. Gotcha. Now let's say that you know they go past the three days and they decide that they're not gonna close, right? So what I'll do is a lot of times, if it's a good deal, which if I lock it up, it's definitely a good deal. <laughs> I'll use what's called hard money, private money, or I'll use um, transactional funds, which I can close the deal myself mm-hmm. with the funds and then I can find the buyer later. Just so that the seller isn't mad, gotcha. you know, cause you wait 30 days, you got that property off the market. That seller is expecting to get her or his money at the end of that 30 days. If my buyer doesn't close, they don't know my buyer. They know me, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm obligated to, you know, to save face, you know? So if the buyer doesn't close, I'll close and then I'll continue to market the property and, and to get, get my old. assignment. Fee. Yeah. So I go out, I find this deal
0: put it on the contract, use my buyer's list to market it to, and then they say, Yes, let's go. I sign them the A to B contract, the original agreement, for a fee. For a fee. How much is that fee?
1: Man, that fee can it can vary. Nowadays, that fee can start at fifteen to twenty thousand dollars and can go all the way up to 60 dollars $70,000. My biggest one, my biggest assignment fee was $55,000. I didn't lift a hammer. I didn't do no drywall, no floors. I didn't even change a lock, bro. You know, I locked it up, assigned it, boom. Um, so you got the buyer's list, right? I know I was going to tell them a couple mm-hmm. different ways. So you got the buyer's list. You can market it on Facebook Marketplace, or you can market it on the MLS. You can list the property that you don't own? You can list the property that you don't own. It's called a Novation. Tell me about that. So, ooh, you want to get saucy. Oh, we got to get saucy. <laughs> they got to know why I say you are the man. <laughs> All right, so they got what's called a novation agreement. Okay. And then in, in the novation agreement, it tells the seller that I have the right to market the property on MLS. As long as the seller signs it, they agree that you know they're giving you the right and the okay to market the property on the MLS with the novation agreement. And I also can not only get a cash buyer on the Novation, I can get a FHA buyer. I can get a conventional buyer using the Novation agreement. So you go to this
0: seller. Is the Novation agreement different than the purchase and sale agreement? So that's another, that's a totally, so you got to still get the purchase and sale agreement, but then you add the Novation agreement to the package. Correct. You had the
1: novation agreement on there because, right, a lot of times when you hold selling, we have to beat the seller up so bad that, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they might not be happy with that low ball number. So when we're doing the novation agreement, we're able to give the seller a little bit closer to their asking price because we're going to put it on. We're going to put it on MLS. Right. Another reason why sellers will go with that novation agreement is because they get MLS exposure without having to pay a real estate commission. We handle the real estate commission. We handle the closing costs. We handle the um, title company, the mm-hmm. transact. We handle everything for them. But with the novation, they get closer to their asking price versus if I just do a regular wholesale deal, then, you know, we're lowballing them. We're getting it as, as, as low as possible, <laughs> you know, because the real the real buyers, the big dogs and all the all the all the cats who got all the money is on MLS. You know, so I can get top dollar on MLS, especially mm-hmm. from a conventional buyer or a FHA buyer. Someone who's actually looking to move in the, in the property and live in this property.
0: You, you went back to you and you're telling us how to sell it. You told us the starting process, but how to sell it. You can list it, Facebook, and your buyer's list, right? Mm-hmm. Once they put it on the contract, what's next? So they say, yeah, man, I want it. Yeah. I'm going to close it. What's next?
1: You got to start doing a title search. No, well, as soon as I get the purchase and sell agreement before I even start marketing it, I send the purchase and sell agreement to a title company Mm -hmm. who's wholesale friendly. See, not all title companies will let you use the buyer's funds to close your first transaction. In real life, it's two separate transactions. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't really sell a deal before you buy it. You get what I'm saying? So there's a lot of title companies who don't do that. You know,
0: but if you're doing an assignment, you're basically not using their money. You're just getting your fee for putting them together today.
1: Right. So you got like two ways you can do it. You okay. can do an assignment, which the seller will know that you're making a fee. Hmm. So the seller will see that you're making fifty thousand on their house. Now, if they feel a certain way about that, they may not sign. They may cause ruckus. They may, you know, go crazy.
0: <laughs> or or you could do a double close. So so that's what I was gonna say. Yeah can you do it without them knowing? That's called a double close. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's called a double close. So the double close is when I'm doing two separate transactions. Mm-hmm. And instead of using the assignment agreement, I'm using two purchase agreements. Okay. So I'm purchasing the house from the seller with the purchase agreement. And then I'm, now I turn into the seller on the BC. Now I'm selling the property to the end buyer. So those are two separate transactions. Now the difference is I get two separate HUDs. The first HUD, the HUD is a like the receipt of, okay. of the transaction. You know, you're not gonna buy a car without the receipt. You're not gonna I buy hope the, not. not the groceries. <laughs> you're gonna look at the grocery list and make sure that she ain't ring you twice. Yeah. So same thing when you buy a house. You're not gonna close on the deal until you see the HUD, the settlement statement, the mm-hmm. receipt. And that it, it itemizes every fee that's that's on there. So um the seller will see. There's no assignment fee because there's no assignment contract Mm -hmm. when you double closing on that first HUD. So all the seller sees is that I'm wiring 71,000 over to the title company. I'm really buying the property. Now on the back end, I'm selling that property to my end buyer and I'm paying two sets of closing costs. But you got (laughs) to, so
0: now I get with the assignment fee, the buyer is paying for everything with the double closing. Who brings the money for the first closing?
1: I can use the BC. I can use the buyer's funds to cover the to cover the first contract.
0: What if you if the seller made you go to an attorney that is not wholesale friendly? Then how do you go from you know A to B to B to C?
1: Um, well, if a seller you wants to use their title company or their closing attorney, mm-hmm. typically they have to pay the closing costs. So a okay. lot of times sellers will go with my title company to save them from paying the closing costs. Now you do have the exceptions of people who who, who want to use their title company or their closing attorney and they don't have a problem um, paying the closing costs. Mm-hmm. There's still ways around it. Like I said, you can use transactional funding. You can use private money to go ahead and close on that deal and then assign it over. But there's a lot of attorneys who know about the wholesale game. They know about assigning they want to make sure that they get their fee for closing. Attorneys are <laughs> greedy people, bro. So they they just want to close. They 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 they, they want to get paid. So as long as there's nothing illegal going on and nothing fishy going on, as long as you being transparent with them, then they'll still close the transaction. Make
0: it happen. Mm-hmm. Transactional
1: funding. What is that? Transactional funding is basically um, I call it like a like like a band aid, like just something that you use to. Secure the funds, secure the property, close the deal mm-hmm. so that the seller can get paid. And then you will be held responsible for transaction funding fees and uh, payments until you can get it sold on the back end. It's really how to shut the seller up. You know, make sure the seller is happy. Make sure the seller gets their money. <laughs> make sure the deal closes. And then I worry about the back end later. I use transactional funding for that.
0: How long? But. So is transactional funding for one day? Is it for six months? Is it for, what? how long is transactional funding typically?
1: So transactional funding could be an hour. You okay. know, I can borrow money for an hour, sell the deal You know, a couple hours later. If you're dealing with a title company who don't let you assign deals, mm-hmm. then transactional funding is real popular to use. I can borrow the money for an hour, pay my little fees, and then go ahead and flip it over to the end buyer. Now, if you're using private money, Um, most private money lenders don't want to go over 12 months, you know? So if, if you get private money to close this deal, then, you know, a lot of times you're going to have an interest only payment, Mm -hmm. you got points, you know, and, um, it's expensive, bro. So you really should be trying to get that deal off as soon as possible. You know, and that's kind of what private money does. and makes you get the deal off soon as possible. You yeah, because you don't want to keep paying money to this, to this, uh, to this lender, and it's not going towards the principal. <laughs> it's just all going in his pocket. So time is money yeah. when you're dealing with private money. You know, mm-hmm. but it's a way to close the deal, man. It's so, a tool.
0: <laughs> so you you've told us how to close them, where to get the money from. But now here's what I would say is the most difficult part of it. Right, and you talked about it earlier when your pipeline dried up, is finding the deals. So the process of wholesaling, like you literally just gave us all the steps. The hardest part of wholesaling is not finding the buyers because what was that quote you said? Boys, Boys
1: chase girls, money chase deals.
0: I ain't seen that on a t-shirt yet. You got <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> so the toughest part is getting sellers to say yes. Right. Let's talk about that. How do you find it? Like, what makes you, because, man, when I say you do really great, what makes you so good at finding deals? What? How do you go pick? Do you just start knocking on every door in the neighborhood? Do you park at the corner and just say, you know, what, we're going to walk <laughs> down this block? How do you find deals? How can, you know, if I'm listening to this, I want to go out and find some deals because I want to be able to buy your course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, deals are surrounded around problems. Okay. You know, problems is what, is what creates a deal. So we have what's called uh, components to a deal. A deal has four components. Mm-hmm. A deal has a person, a property, a problem, and a solution. So the person in the property, right, the property, like I said earlier, the property could have a problem, mm-hmm. like the roof could be bad. You see a blue tarp on the roof, I go knock on that door or I skip trace that person, you know, or it could have uh, boarded up windows, tall grass, anything like that. If the property has a problem, i'm looking for the homeowner right or the homeowner could have a problem they could be behind on their taxes mm-hmm. they can be um in pre-foreclosure they could have had a death in the family they could have had a divorce and all of these things are on public record when it comes to the person divorces is on public record mm-hmm. um, pre-foreclosure is on public record it's a document called list pendants l-i-s-p-e-n-d-e-n-s mm-hmm. that lets you know that that property is in pre-foreclosure that homeowner is at least three to four months behind that's on public record. You can pull a whole list of list pendants. Death, no public records. In it. Death, probate, probate. public mm-hmm. records. Okay. All of these are problems that happen in everyday life and that drums up a real estate deal. So my job is to be at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. find the problem, solve the problem, and the person who solves the problem gets the money. So I look for problems on public record, on the internet, when I'm driving to... um. When I'm driving anywhere, I'm always looking left. I'm looking right. I'm ducking into these neighborhoods, <laughs> you know, and I just made it a habit to if I'm duck, if I'm driving somewhere and I see a neighborhood, I go into the neighborhood and I look for vacant properties. I look for uh, blue tarps on, on the roof. I look for tall grass, boarded up windows, no curtains, no blinds. But what
0: if you're not riding around? How do I find, can I find deals if I ain't riding around and I don't see
1: Yeah. the yeah, basically from public record, right? Okay. So you can go on your county public records uh, website. Um, For us, it's Hillsborough County Public Records. Mm-hmm. So I go on Hillsborough County Public Records. I can pull a divorce list. I can pull a pre-foreclosure list. From the county records? From the county records. Wow. Yeah, from do the county you, records. Do you
0: teach this? Yeah, I teach this. Like, so when I ask, are you teach?" because you're breaking it down, right, <laughs> to the <laughs> yes, simplest sir. form. Yes, sir. But when, you, when did you start teaching this? Because you've been in it now- what? Seven years. Seven years, yes, sir. On the wholesaling side, yes, yeah, seven years.
1: Seven years, wholesaling when, and short sales. When did you start teaching? Um, I actually started teaching before I even closed my first deal. Uh, my mentor he wanted me to start teaching people what I was doing when I was setting the appointments because setting mm. an appointment was valuable because you have the owner in the office. You get what I'm saying? And then you have someone with 30 years experience right there. And then you have a guy like me who actually built the rapport. They like me. They trust me. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought them to a decent office. You know what I mean? And so when I set the appointment, it just, it it, it, it brings me points.
0: Got you. Got you.
1: It bring me points.
0: So I, I don't have to be driving around. I can check public records, right? Yeah. So when I check public records, it don't give me
1: their telephone number. Nah, you got to skip trace them. Right? So look. There's two ways, because I found a new way to do it. Skip tracing? Recently. No, not skip tracing. Two ways to find deals. Okay. So I call it out the mud, which is the driving around, the pulling from public records. Okay. Um, Because these people don't necessarily want to sell their Mm -hmm. house, or you don't know if they want to sell their house yet. You just know they got a problem. I just know they got a problem. Okay. And they may want to sell the house, or they may not want, they need to sell their house. See, and that's the difference between a lot of different wholesalers. And you know, people waste time on the phone and waste mm-hmm. time on the doors because they talking to somebody who doesn't need to sell. You talking to somebody who just wants to sell, who wants to see what your offer is. Like I don't deal with those people. I deal with people who need help, who need my services. Somebody got into a divorce. They stopped making the mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. The wife, I ain't making the mortgage payment. The husband, I ain't making the mortgage payment. They don't even want to stay in the house because of the memories. They just they move out. They leave the house right there and they stop making the mortgage payment. You know, so. I solve that problem, I make money. How do you solve a problem like that? Man, you basically just kind of got to see what what each person wants okay. You know, from the divorce. So I like to go to the woman first because she is the one who makes the decisions mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. With the divorces, i go to the woman first, talk okay. to her, and see what her number is. And then I'll go back to the husband and let, her, let him know I talked to the wife and um, just see what he thinks about it. So out the mud... Those are finding deals where, you know, they don't necessarily want to sell, but they do have a problem and you have to see if they want to sell. Okay. The second way to find deals now is called PPC leads. It's called pay-per-click, right? Now, a lot of, a lot of people is getting deals from the internet because of Google ads and Facebook ads. They're okay. basically running ads um, saying, hey, you need to sell your house. Are you behind on your mortgage payment? Um, you got a divorce or this, this, and that, uh, we handle your closing costs, no real estate do. And so they click on that off of Google or someone types in, I want to sell my house. Mm-hmm. They boom, an ad, it, it come up, they click on it. They got to fill out a questionnaire. The questionnaire will basically ask them, why are you looking to sell? How much do you want? What's your time frame? Tell me about if the house needs repair. They have to answer and we make it long. They got to answer like 25 to 30 and questions. And this is
0: your questionnaire.
1: This is our questionnaire okay. that we built, right? 25, 30 questions. If someone submits a questionnaire, 25, 30 questions, are they motivated to sell? Yes. Exactly. So now people are getting, well, we're getting leads inbound for people who want to sell, motivated to sell, ready to sell. And, you know, your deal flow just basically depends on how much you're willing to spend on on, on the ads. So that's next level. You know, I teach two levels. I teach entry level, which Mm -hmm. is out the mud, the way I learned, driving for dollars, pulling the list, going through the divorces, the probates, the pre-foreclosures. And these people, again, they necessarily don't want to sell, but they got a problem they may need to sell, Mm -hmm. right? That's out the mud. That's like the freeway. You know, you skip trace them. They got a website called truepeoplesearch.com. You go on truepeoplesearch and you can skip trace as many people as you want and get the phone numbers. Right. And then they have different sk- They give you the phone numbers. numbers. They give you the phone numbers. They give you relatives, possible relatives. They give you email address. Truepeoplesearch.com, bro. They give so you. So here's a lot the of crazy part,
0: stuff. though. Most people scared to pick up the telephone. It's like door knocking. That's the what separates level A, level one, to level 10. Because what you did with that door knocking, that's why one reason you've been so successful, because you, 99% of people are not going to door knock. And door knock consistently for months, not gonna happen. So in your course, do you teach us how to properly door knock?
1: Correct. We got a script, right? So a lot of people they scared to door, especially nowadays. Like it could get a little dangerous yes. or whatever. Yeah. Or it's not the same as fifteen and sixteen. You know, it's a little different. So um, <clears throat> people are scared to door knock. However, if you got a script and you kind of know what to say, mm-hmm. then it makes you feel a little bit better. Right. The reason why people don't want a door knocker, they don't want a cold call, they want to get on the phone is because they don't want to get a question that they can't answer. Mm. You know, so I basically give my students and we role play and we do scripts and I show you, look, this is what you say to the seller. This is the type of questions you ask. Make sure every time you you say something to the seller that you end with a question, you end with a statement. You don't let the, you don't let the seller control the conversation. Basically, it's how the script is, de- is designed. You know, so when you door knocking or you cold calling, we have a script that tells you what to say, how to how to catch their attention in the first four seconds. Attention span is, yeah, man, come on, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Man. Yeah, and that's why sort. I wasn't really good on the phone or didn't really want to do the phone too much. Is because man, she can hang up on me at any time she to Not feel no type <laughs> of way about
0: it because she ain't seen you or nothing. But if
1: I knock on the door and I'm right here face to face. I mean, you got rude people out there, but not that many people is that rude to slam Mm -hmm. the door on your face while you talking, you know? So I was able to get off a lot of pitches, you know, knocking on doors, you know, to the fact where I start feeling real comfortable, you know, I'm like, okay, I can get on the phone now. Let's play the numbers game. Mm -hmm. And that's all real estate is, man, for everybody listening. All it is, is a numbers game. You getting out of your comfort zone. And if you get a yes that yes can be 10, 15, Ooh. 20, dollars So what they tell me no. A no to me is K-N-O-W. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I now I know something. Yes. You know what I mean? They tell me no, now I know something. And then I know it's just a no today, right? I can get a yes tomorrow. I can get a yes, yeah, right? I could be knocking on doors or cold calling from 9 a.m. to eight p.m. at night and not get any traction until 7 30 p.m. If I quit. At 7.30 p.m., then I miss my deal at 7.47. 7.47, it's a deal right there. So I look at real estate as, who got my money? One of these people got my money, whether it's on this list, this divorce list, on these doors, in the streets, vacant property. Somebody has my money. I need to find my money. Do you still cold call after, you know, being this successful? It's not called cold calling no more when the pay-per-click leads start coming in. Now I'm just servicing customers. I look at it as servicing customers. You cold calling when when the person doesn't necessarily want to sell the property. You know, but if somebody is an inbound lead and mm-hmm. they come to my phone, like I got my app and everything and they all come to my phone. That's your own app? No, it's not my app. Okay, okay. I was saying, <laughs> it's all right though. Yeah. It's a app, right? And all the leads, the pay-per-click leads and the ads and everything, it comes to my phone and it shows me. Seller name, the address, why they want to sell, how much yeah. they want, time. For, it tells me everything about it. So all I got to do is call the customer and service the customer. You know, they want to offer. So all I got to do is look and see what's going on, and I make the call. Is that expensive
0: call? every month, though, to run yeah. ads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's expensive?
1: I was starting out doing, like, $500 a month, you know. And a okay. lot of people are starting out. You know, just if you ain't closed the deal yet, five hundred dollars a month—it's a lot of money. It's crazy for you not to know what's on the other side, right? But that's why I say, do it out the mud first. Okay. Go ahead and get your feet wet. Go, go build, build some of these lists from the free websites. Every county has a public records. Yes. Every county. It doesn't matter, right? Every county has list pendants. Mm. So you can go out right now and you can pull a list pendants for full ten for Decatur, for Cobb, and boom, you got you 100 leads that you can go out and pitch your script to. And if somebody gives you a yes, that's big-time money.
0: You broke it down in a very short time. What's the name of your course?
1: On that, of course, is called the Mills 10K a Month Blueprint, right? Um, and basically, in the blueprint, I got you for four weeks. We meet every Tuesday and Thursday. And during that four weeks... I go into more than just wholesaling. Yeah. You know, I teach wholesaling, I teach short sales, I teach uh what's called lease options, aka rent to own. Mm-hmm. And then um I started incorporating my, my Turo course in there. We got nine cars that, that we rent out on Turo. So Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, appreciate that. So we got so I kinda incorporate a couple different things and some funding. You know, I teach them a little bit about funding and everything on that. You
0: love real estate, but you got Turo. Yeah. I remember I think you bought like a green was it like a challenger? Green charger. Charger. Yeah. <laughs> you you were driving kind of fast in it one day. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do the tour because I'm gonna get back to real estate. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to do the tour business?
1: Um just looking for some more ways to get some passive income. Um I saw this guy i don't keep name dropping. I saw this guy named uh CEO Matty J. Oh yeah. And, you know, um, out of, yeah.
0: Well, he was. I just saw he did something in Dubai. But yeah, he's yeah. a great. He's a personality wise. He, I mean, he's amazing. Yeah, so. a
1: great man of God too. I like that. And uh, push and push man Mitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was learning a couple of things from them, and they was like, "Yo, you can rent your car out on this app called Turo, a platform." You know, so I started with my orange charger, the one I got in trouble with at eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I started out with uh with that one. Ended up doing pretty good. You know, I was covering the note. Had a couple of extra dollars mm-hmm. left over, but I didn't have a car. Cause it would stay rented out. Yeah, so I'm like, dang, I ain't got no wheels. I need another car. So it, that kept happening. I just kept getting cars, 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 and um, and this thing, you know, I look up, man. We got like seven, eight cars, and we put them all on the platform, and they was doing, they was doing really well. And we was taking um some of the customers off of Turo and doing what's called private rentals with them. So when they want to come back and they want to rent it again, Turo don't get all the money. You know, we kind of was doing the private rentals too, and uh, we still doing it, man. It's doing, it's doing really well. Yeah.
0: You keep saying we.
1: I got to know who we is. Yeah, my fiance. Yeah, yeah, me and my fiance, Courtney.
0: Yeah. You're a young man, right? That journey, and we talked a little bit about it before we cut the cameras on. You say fiance. When did you decide that? Like, she the one. Was it help building the business? Is it somebody that's helped you elevate? Like, why Why is she the one?
1: Man, she got me smiling. You got me smiling, too, man. I'm glad you asked that because I don't get a chance to talk about her a lot. Yeah. You know, um, in 2018, when I was going through my whole thing, and I'm going to be honest on here, bro. When I was in the strip clubs, um, you know, I was lost. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was really lost. I was going there every single night. Like some of my homeboys hit me up like just the other day. He was like, Mills, man, I'm glad you're doing that real estate stuff, bro. Man, you was in the strip club every night, bro. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, man. I'm, you know, God. Definitely to- gotta stay out of Atlanta man. <laughs> <laughs> man, Tampa bad too, yeah, but yeah, Atlanta's the king. Yeah, yeah Atlanta the crazy. king, and queen of it. So um I found my fiance in the strip club. I found my fiance in the strip club. And so I guess I was there for a reason. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, she didn't wanna be there. You know, I didn't want to be there and we found each other there and I start, she didn't know what I did. We would just kind of hang out and stuff or yeah. whatever. She just knew I was a guy who had, you know, a couple coins or whatever. And, um, when I had went broke, she saw it, you know, and she actually was the one who started helping me pay my car note while I was trying to, seriously while I was trying to get my deal, while I was trying to get my deal. And, uh, she was paying my car note. Christmas came up, Christmas was coming up and, uh, I, I wanted to get a gift. I met her in during the summertime of 2018 and Christmas was coming up and I didn't have, she was paying the car note, man. She paying my cell phone bill. You got to think a guy had 50 grand closing. real. I'm making 10, $20,000 a month yeah. doing my thing in real estate. I go broke, meet this young lady and she doesn't even know what I do, who I am. And she's offering to help me out during this transitional time in my life. And, um, you know, she was doing that. Christmas came around. And I said, Mom, man, I got to get this. I told my mom, I said, man, this girl, she helping me out. She's solid. You know, I'm like, I got to get her something. Can I please use your credit card to buy something for for Christmas? So, Mom, let me use her credit card uh, to buy a little chain or whatever for Christmas. I closed, I closed the deal, and I gave her, her money back, man. Everything that she helped me with, I gave all, all, all her money back. Mm. And I really was being, like... What you call it? Like when you're not really trying to get into a relationship. and You were guarded. Yeah, I was guarded. I was guarded because of, you know, something that happened previous to that. You know, I ain't going to shed no light on that. But, you know, I was guarded, and I really didn't want to go into another relationship. You know, but she held it down, bro. She would not take no for an answer. She She held it down. She saw something. And then she told me she was going to, you know, lead a club. And I was like, look, don't leave the club thinking I'm finna pay your bills and <laughs> yada, 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 this, this and that. Woo, woo. She like, nah, I got it. You know, she said, I want to leave the club because I want you. You know, I said, look, I don't look at you no different because you in the club. She said, I don't care. I'm leaving the club because I want you. Whether you, I'm I'm a hustler, bro. Yeah. Anybody that hustle, I don't care how you hustle. Yeah. You know, whether it's legal, illegal, whether you in the club, out the club, street, whatever. I respect hustlers. Yeah. So I don't look at nobody different because they choose to hustle a different way or whatever. But she wanted to make the commitment to get out of there and show me how serious she was about really wanting to to be with me. And now, you know, today we got a two-year-old son. Congratulations uh, on that, man. You know, we we engaged and, you know, we, we looking to get married. And she's definitely, we've been together five years now. And um, definitely my soulmate, I wasn't looking for it, bro. God really brought it to me and helped me find my wife in a place that they say you can't turn them people into wives.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and has taken you to another level.
1: I think we took each other to another level. You know I'm saying man. though, but
0: that energy, yeah. her support and just the energy. Cause when I see y'all together, I just, y'all do some videos, man. I'm like that. They all right. You yeah. Know what I mean, and yeah. so you, and you smile like, cause when I, you know, we talked about it, man. You just <laughs> your smile and your energy, because that's the key to it, man. You know, they always talk about you know having the right person in the relate, being in the right relationship with the right person, yeah. Because well, if not, it's gonna take you down. It's either gonna take you up or take you down. It ain't no stay still, not from you know, not for me and not for most young men. And, and I always say that, and I, I see you glowing about her, so the only way is up, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and every relationship that I was in before that was toxic, bro. Like, you know, I argue all the time, you know, with with, with my significant other. Yeah. You know, and with, and with her, bro, man, we go weeks without arguing. <laughs> Sometimes we'll go a whole month without having a dispute or anything yeah. when in the past it's just known that, you know, you bump heads with another person. Both of y'all were toxic. Yeah, but everybody, and I felt like it was with everybody. You know, I've never been with somebody who, you know, we don't argue, you know. But the good thing about it is, you know, she shows me how to really, like, not have to win everything. You know, like, I give her a lot. You know, not, like, as far as material or stuff like that, but I give her, you know, decisions. You know, I don't make decisions for her when we come into a group decision. I let her have it. Like we were discussing where we should have my son's birthday on the 17th. Mm-hmm. You know, she was asking what I think, and I told her what I think, and then I had to turn around and ask her what you think. And I said, "You know what? Let's just go with what you want to do." Yeah. You know, and she she reciprocate. She helped me be that person to say, you know, like, everything ain't got to go Chris way. Everything ain't got to go Mills way you know, Mills can give up some leeway and let the other person That's have it. That's the true love, though. Yeah. yeah. And then not just with her, like with my friend, my mom. Like I used to always be the person who has to have it my way, mm-hmm. you know. So with her being the one who always would give up leeway just so the other person could be happy, that helped me do that in business, with my personal relationships, with my parents, stuff like that. So you've grown tremendously over the past five years. Man, she helped me turn turn me into a man, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. She really helped turn me into a full-grown man. I was just like a boy, you know, <laughs> a, a boy with some money, yeah. you know. Yeah. But now she really turned me into a responsible man who actually, you know, I think before I move now or I plan two two years ahead, you know, I'm. that's just how I operate now.
0: You're a whole nother level.
1: Whatever you want to call it.
0: So was she does she work are y'all working together on
1: a daily basis now? And she's she's my secret weapon. She nasty, bro. She nasty. So I taught her, you know, basically how to cold call and door knock and everything in, in 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. You know, so she knows the short sale game in and out. She could do a whole packet, a whole presentation. She can close the seller. She can do a whole wholesale deal by herself. She can run. She got three or four cars on Turo, too. Those are hers. She runs a bro. She's a certified serial entrepreneur, bro. She's certified. She has her own um, skincare line. Um, it's called it's called Miss Natural Skincare, where she's selling uh, no, you use body scrub, sugar scrub, yeah, sugar scrub and uh body butters. Okay, you know, so man, she just bro. She's entrepreneur. She is moving. And she don't take no for an answer. She believes in herself. And, you know, she just, she bout that life.
0: No, I had to ask that, man, because I I know that brings a smile to you. And I understand how important it is for growing in this business. Um, Man, we could talk for a long time, man. I want to go back to the wholesaling, Mm -hmm. right? In your course, is it a mentorship or is it an online course?
1: No, right now it's a mentorship. Okay. You know, I, I show up. Um, I know there's digital courses out there, and um, I'm actually in a mentorship myself. Look, if your mentor ain't got a mentor, you got the wrong mentor. Right. <laughs> so I got a couple mentors, um, and, you know, they teach digital courses. But for right now, I still want to show up on the live calls. Um, the four-week mentorship, I show up on the calls live Tuesday and Thursdays um, and actually be there with the students, answer their questions, and I give them so all So you it once couldn't. a month? A mentorship once a month. Yeah, like once a month. Once a month. What I will do is I'll do a master class, and then I offer the mentorship. Whoever want to jump in that four weeks, they they jump in, and then whoever wants to get into the next four weeks, when when How I much do is it. it, right now I got it at three k. Okay. Yeah, I got it. At
0: yeah, 3K. yeah. You you teach a lot for three k, and you show up for four weeks.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm told that it's underpriced, but you know, it's okay. But you're helping people. That's that's what it's all about. I talked
0: about. to one of your um mentees last week. He was uh, at a deal, um, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. And I know he's been at. He's here. I think. No, nah,
1: he's in um, Durham, North Carolina. He's
0: in Durham, but he had a deal in in, a, in, in Atlanta, somewhere yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. That's so actually, my, my most successful mentee. Is it? It is. Okay. That, but that's a that shows you how much of an impact you're having, even with your courses, man. So how do we get on the course? How do we find you? You know, tell us how we find you man. how we can get it signed up in that course. Um, because what you said today is if people listen to what you said, they can go out and make a ton of money and then come pay for the mentorship.
1: Yes, sir. For sure. So um, you can follow me at Real Estate Mills on IG. Um, click the link in my bio. I actually have a free masterclass coming up. But if you want to get in with my course, you can click the link in the bio and click the Mills 10K a month blueprint and everything that you need to know about real estate funding Turo if you're looking to get into the game I teach it from a all the way to z for four weeks you get with me and also we add you to a Facebook group so I keep the recordings in there and I really let the students lifetime I let them have access to it for for a lifetime for right now you know and um they can always go in there and re-watch the videos from the four weeks um, with all the topics and they, you know, I got all the topics from wholesaling to short sales, lease options, Turo funding, business credit. You know, we talk about a little bit. Of and everything. we get to talk to you two times a week. You get to talk to me two times a week for four weeks. Yeah. And anytime after that, like my students, they have my phone number and they DM me, they call me. Hey man, I got. You know pass.
0: you going not get too big for that. now. I
1: know. know now. I know. You I know.
0: know that's going to change <laughs> in a minute. Cause I mean, if you got 500 students, yeah, you can't talk to everybody. I understand. You know what I mean? But for, for now,
1: yeah,
0: they better get in now while it's 3000 huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think really the difference with me, man, is... You know, I'll be honest. I'm not a millionaire yet. You know, I just had my first $100,000 month in September. Congratulations, man. Appreciate that. I had my first $100,000 month in September. So, I'm really not a millionaire yet. So... I'm keeping it real interactive with with, with how I'm doing my mentorship. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, you big guys, you know, get too big the way anyway, no, it's just too many people. It's no, it's honestly is 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 realistically it's impossible to Everybody that's in your mentorship have your phone number if you got 300 mentees. It's tough. You know, so I got 20 mentees. It's it's cool because I want them to contact me because I taught them how to find deals. Mm -hmm. When they contact me, if they have a deal and I help them close it, we split it 50-50 just like me and my mentor. You know, so now if they want to close deals on their own and they want 100%, that's cool. But a lot of my mentees... They ask me, hey, what you think about this deal? Can you help me do this? Help me do that? We closed the deal together and we split it 50-50. So I don't even really care too much about the mentorship fee. I really care about them actually going out there and producing results of what I'm teaching them so Mm -hmm. that we can eat together. I love it.
0: How do we find you again?
1: If you go on IG, I'm at Real Estate Meals. At Real Estate Meals. At Real Estate Meals.
0: Man, thank you for being on here. Yes, sir. This has been a... A true pleasure, man. I, again, I watched you grow, and it's always in, inspirational to me. You know, I talked to Dana, and man, Dana talked, and I was like, "Yeah, man, he." You see, some people that do it and then teach it. You're doing it. Yeah, and you're yeah. at it every single day, and that's a that's an honor to the business, and it's a blessing to us because you may say something that triggers something. I'm like, man, I forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. That may go make us some money. See, mm-hmm. a lot of times people look at it as one way when it go both ways. And we all watch each other. We all be in the same environment. We all, cause we're one circle. And again, you are a blessing to the industry, man. So again, I appreciate you,
1: man. Thank you. Look, bro. And I want to say something before we get off here, man, just like being in a circle with you and Dana. And, um, you know, I've been watching you for about five, six years. now. ever since I've been in real estate, I really been, I found you and been watching you. And, um, and it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy because I know where I come from and I know what I've been doing, you know, 2014, 13, 12, and even be sitting here next yeah. to you, you know, a, a real estate entrepreneur, someone who's been in the game for, you know, over 20, 30 years. I want to get your age or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> over 20, 30 years, man, and you are in the game. You're one of the biggest inspirations to me of, you know, where I can get to, you know, as far as, you know, um, you know, the level that I can reach in this in this game. And uh, Dana, man, yo, I've been following her for, you know, probably the same amount of time, about three, four years. And when it came to me picking a high-ticket mentor, um, I was always really against, like, the whole getting a mentor thing until I realized, like, yo, getting a mentor is actually, it's the cheat code. It's the cheat code to success. It's basically... You know when you go to the amusement park and you got the you can skip a line, it's basically me skipping the line to get on the roller coaster. Yes. I can go ride the ride, boom, like that versus everybody who waiting in line, they on YouTube, man, they trying to figure it out, they making mistakes, they losing money. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, mentorship is the new cheat code to success. And there's so many, you know, good people out here, now you got your bad ones. You know, like that. But I really took my time watching Dana, you watching you, and I knew when I got got in with her, she was gonna take me to another she level. Another level. You know, so I appreciate you, I appreciate her, and I appreciate the work that y'all put in for sure. Thanks for having me. Well, we got some more work. So again, thank yes, you, sir. man, for
0: being on here. Yes, sir. For sure. Hey, y'all. Thank y'all for watching another episode of Late Gratification. I see y'all on the next episode.